I'm here with the Skeens, Lynn and, and Kathy, and they are members of the Bonneville Ward. They've been members of that ward for about 20 years now. And they are zone leaders in the Welfare and Self-Reliance Mission. And you've been doing this for about eight years, you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, incredible, that's such a long time. So maybe to start off, just tell me a little bit about you know, your calling and how you're serving now. Right now we're serving as zone leaders for um, what, 11 wards or branches in uh, Spanish-speaking um, branches and wards in the valley. That takes in the Rose Park area and Tooele, um, Hunter and Granger. Yeah, it does come up to like the Trolley Square area. It takes in Glendale, so m most of the inner city of Salt Lake. So we, we really are part of, probably represent the inner city itself mm -hmm. in, in our zone. We serve um, the missionaries who are assigned to Spanish-speaking wards in those right. areas. Okay, got it. Cool. Mm -hmm. And so, what what's like a day in the life like? You know, what kind of needs come up for those missionaries? Well, under the direction of the bishop, they work under the direction of the bishop, um, and he'll assign families or uh, give them. Uh, what assignments to to uh, for medical needs, dentist, you know, dental needs, uh, housing, teaching uh, self reliance, teaching self reliance, uh, English classes, and then with the welfare, which is just a new one, um, was under a pilot and just barely started in more of the wards here in the valley. Uh, some missionaries are called specifically as welfare missionaries where they help the bishop with families who need welfare help. It, it takes um, the responsibility off the bishop so he can serve with the youth more. Are there any specific stories or experiences that come to mind? There's one family trying to get uh, upgrade their immigration status uh, to become citizens and um, that was a pretty torturous process, but the, but the another family who there was a, a person who was blind and had diabetes, and so he had missing both of his legs, and mm. so um, we helped him develop his own uh, job, uh, his own employment as an entrepreneur, uh, making pens. Wow! <laughs> and then had had fundraisers for him to yeah, earn money to to get prosthetics. And yeah, <laughs> and so, and then also we would help. Um, um, there were some that we would help find employment for. I would spend a lot of time down at the Salt Lake Distribution Center on 17th, 21st South, at the employment center, helping them, you know, find jobs. Well, I think the the greatest thing, and and what's really kept us there, it, are number one the needs. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing the need. These poor bishops are just inundated, and then number two. The relationships that we develop with them, it's just been, I never dreamed we would make so many wonderful friends in the Latino community and also among missionaries, just wonderful people and hopefully eternal friendships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A girl who wasn't attending 
church. Her she was living with her dad, and she was and she had a little family. Her husband was out of work a lot, and so she was helping her her dad, who had health problems, but um, also they needed to live there because her husband kept changing jobs, and they had three little kids, and she wasn't very active, and so her dad had had asked if we could help with her coming back to church. And um, because I didn't speak Spanish, but they, these couples, these two couples spoke English, they let me teach a temple prep class with them. And the friendship that I developed with her was one of those highlights in my life. And just learning to love her little children, they became like grandchildren to us. and. Um, that's one of those specific experiences I treasure. Neat. Yeah, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Rewind for me back to when this all started. How, how did it come about that you decided to serve or got called to this calling? <laughs> I was at a Temple Recommend interview with President Jackson in the state and um, serving in the primary presidency at the time. and in charge of the primary program and so concerned about that and he at the end of the interview he he just stopped for a minute and just stared at me and I thought okay <laughs> you know, and he, revelation he said, coming. yeah he said I just have a really strong feeling that I'm supposed to ask you and when to serve an inner city mission and and I had heard of it but I didn't know what it all involved or anything and I said well I'm I'm in the primary presidency and I'm really busy and I really love it. <laughs> and he says, well, just, just go home and talk to Lynn and we'll let you get through this primary program. And, and Lynn was just, I, I can't remember, I think he was just getting ready to have surgery or he had just had surgery, I can't remember, but he wasn't too thrilled about the whole idea. Yeah. <laughs> Never the right time. And maybe that because of that, I don't remember. And, but um, so we 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 didn't start until a few months later. But and I went in there with a little more trepidation than he did, just because of the language issue. He already spoke Spanish and I didn't. And um, they assured us that it would be okay. So. That's how we got started. Cool. So as you got going and and uh, had some of your first experiences, is there anything that you didn't expect or that really surprised you or took you off guard? Speaking the language. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you overcome that when you're not a Spanish speaker? It, for me, it was really difficult. Some missionaries don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, we have missionaries in there who neither of the Neither of the couples, you know, neither of them speak Spanish, and they've just done wonderfully. So it might part of it be personality, but I think also it was uh, circumstantial for me because um, Lynn spoke Spanish, like I said, and then the other mission missionary that was serving with us also spoke Spanish. So the people would automatically go to those two, yeah. and I felt really left out and um, unqualified, incapable, and that was kind of a surprise, but 
um, long story short, you know, that was a challenge for me that I needed. So, because my original idea, when people came up in the ward and said, are you gonna serve a Spanish-speaking mission? Are you gonna learn Spanish? No, I'm not gonna learn Spanish. <laughs> but um, I humbled myself and I use a lot of Duolingo and <laughs> yeah, found ways. And after eight years, I'm what on level two. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's good, good for, for me. You don't need to speak Spanish though to be effective in this yeah, mission. Yeah, uh, we, we need to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, about over half don't speak any sp Spanish, but, but they're really effective and strong missionaries, and so uh, we just want to make make yeah that. for sure. In fact, the what happens is the bishop you're I think you're put in places where the bishop has a need and what happened for me was he I had taught at Ensign College and he ended up using me with the youth mm. and that was comfortable for me because they all speak English you know so I taught with young women in Sunday school and really got close to the youth cool Wow. I think the biggest surprise for me was how, how the plight of people, um, it was a, 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 a surprise where I, I didn't expect them to struggle so much um, in a temporal way, but another surprise on the positive side was how close they are to family. Oh, yeah. They're really strong and, and, and they're really, uh, um, they really pull for each other and come together really strong and I, and I didn't expect that as much. How do you see that? Like, what's what's a way that you perceive that closeness and how they come together? Well, for when we find jobs or when they when we do help them with employment or or, or to help with needs, um, they want to get um, by enough just to s spend time and be with their families. They don't they don't look at uh, uh, that. That's one of the reasons they're here is for security and safety for their families, not to get ahead or, or become financially independent or strong or you know, uh, like like our culture, we tend to be more driven, financially driven that way. You know, we determine our success by how sometimes how well we do financially, and they don't measure themselves that way. They measure them, uh, their, themselves as uh, uh, what they can do financially to uh, help build their families and keep their families together. And and friends, it, it it's just been absolutely amazing to us. They will. Like they have these, um, I can't remember what they're called, celebrations when someone's been married for 25 years and again at 50 years and the, the whole ward comes out to the celebration and everybody in the ward will spend money like you would not believe. Hundreds of dollars on food for this celebration for this neighbor. Um, they just relationships are so important to them. It has really been a learning experience for us that way. How has this service changed your relationships with your family, your neighbors? Is it doesn't disrupt families. It, it doesn't affect, it doesn't take away time from our own families. So so if anybody has concerns about that, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, we still can um, be with our families, support them, and, and our grandkids, and still do things 
um, right now that we could that uh, we find wouldn't have been any different had we not accepted this call. So the call did not interfere with that, and 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 we, we have to make adjustments, but mm -hmm. uh, um, but I, I think our families uh, and our families are pretty supportive of what we do, uh, and they're diverse in, in their belief system with our kids, and but they in either way they're all supportive. Yeah, and, and they've said several times, well, a lot of times, they'll say, we really appreciate your example of service to the Lord that way. It helps us. And then with each other, I, I just want to say, I don't, I don't know how Lynn feels about this, but from my side of it, being able to work with him <laughs> She's going to cry. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Being able to work with him uh, um, in a calling has been a, a really wonderful experience for me. He, I think it's helped us to come closer together. And it's helped me appreciate him more. I feel like we, we support each other better. Um, I don't... I don't think I would enjoy it as much as I do. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've heard some people feel apprehension about, you know, maybe living most of their lives focused on family or career, and then when it comes time to maybe serve a mission together, you know, how are you going to work together? Are you going to gel, you know, being so intertwined? And that's neat to hear just how special that's been to you. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to have the law written in our hearts and to be his people to you? Today was a perfect day for that because of President Nelson's talk. <laughs> um, to me, it means believing in it to the point <coughs> that you want to live it. Um, I love the Lord and I, and I want him to know I do and so I, I want to serve him. And I want my children and grandchildren to see how much I love him and for them to, to also realize how important he is to us. The best way I can do that is to put into practice the commandments, you know, and service to our brothers and sisters here on earth is, is one of the best ways that we can show them how much we love him. Mm -hmm.